This is Jasper Sloanyip, and you're listening to Strange Commentary, the audio liner notes to my record, Strange Calm. This is episode one, Halcyon Dream. So this is me on Christmas morning, 2014. I'm opening my neighbor's garage and discovering the old Baldwin piano that my partner Amanda, uh, who is now my wife, had given to me. It remains the best gift that anyone's ever given to me, because it wasn't just a piano that was given to me, but the permission to learn how to play the piano with her while living together in a one-bedroom apartment, which is a big deal. And it was the beginning of my relationship with the instrument. And from this point on, I just started spending time with the piano in a way that I hadn't before, and it's how I learned how to play. Eventually, I started writing songs, and a few of these songs made it to our 2017 record, Post Meridium. And like the piano playing on those songs is nothing special. It's pretty primitive, but it was a big deal for me. And, you know, I remember getting on stage for the first time to play piano in front of an audience, and it really felt like I was starting over somehow. The audio you're hearing right now is the first phone demo I made of the song Halcyon Dream, which is the opening song on our new record, Strange Calm. It was a big leap forward for me in my piano playing. I'm cording with both my hands, and I'm arpeggiating with my right hand, and I'm singing at the same time. And, you know, that's basic stuff for real piano players, but... I'm not a real piano player. I'm playing a Wurlitzer 200 in this demo. So 200 is a stage piano that was produced in the States in the late 60s, early 70s, and it has hammers that strike a row of small metal tines that has a very warm and pleasing bell-like sound that distorts in the most wonderful way when you dig into it. A very characteristic barking sound, and and you've heard it for decades if you've been listening to popular Western music. Ray Charles was known to play a Wurlitzer. Supertramp used it a lot. That amazing Beck riff in Where It's At. It's still widely used and is often emulated in music of all all different kinds of music. But nothing sounds like the real thing. When you're sitting in front of a Wurlitzer, it's just this special thing. I got mine in Portland in 2018. I was on tour with my other band, Ponytails. And there's this great music shop in Portland called Old Town Music. It's the best place to go for cool and vintage stuff. And it was just there, this four screen Wurlitzer 200 I don't think it had been there for very long and I bought it right away anyways I, I don't want to talk about gear too much but I do want to emphasize that every instrument is an individual and vintage instruments especially 
that have been played and toured and broken and repaired and, and modified. They're individuals with stories and they have their own voice and they bring things with them and they pull things out of you, you know? Uh, I'm always looking for different instruments to connect with and discover songs with. And so this Wurlitzer 200 became my main songwriting partner and that's where I found most of these songs. This is the first multi-track demo I made of Halcyon Dream, and it was one of those rare songs that happened really quickly. I often will sit with songs for months, sometimes years, just sort of kicking them around in my head, but Halcyon Dream was different. Woke up in the fall of 2019, I made coffee, sat down at the Wurlitzer, and the chords just kind of came out. And the lyrics came in a similar way. I, I wrote them all down in one go while I was texting with my friend Tegan Walgren, who plays under the name Walgren. We, um, we had done this writing session in the fall of 2019 and had been sharing demos and lyrics with each other ever since. I think during the session, we both discovered that we were in the same place. We were both kind of stuck in our writing and what came out of it was was this commitment to support each other's writing. And so we were constantly sharing our ideas. And speaking for myself, I think it really I think it really motivated us both to actually work on music. Totally. Like we, we were I felt like we were in this weirdly like parallel album writing process. Yeah. Yeah, we were. <laughs> and then I wanted to ask you if you remembered specifically one night, like like texting with me i think mm -hmm. and then i i actually i actually finished writing a song while we were texting maybe i like yeah i think so and then i sent you lyrics for it or like a screenshot of of the lyrics or something what song was it uh it was for halcyon dream yes yeah i do remember that mm -hmm. i was like on the bus i think Okay. Not that you would remember that, but I remember being on the bus and we were like texting about this. Yeah. Okay, cool. You remember that. Um, yeah. Yeah. I. Oh, yeah. Also, is it okay if mm -hmm. I if I play s tiny, tiny little moments of like some of the uh, some of the voice memos you sent me? Sure. Yeah. I. I. Pro I you can approve them or. Like, yeah, I mean, it would be interesting to just like hear what you're gonna use. I'm sure I won't say no to any of it, but like. That's really fun. I know, but it's such sensitive material. I know. <laughs> but yeah, you can just like show me first or something and then I'll be like, okay, cool. Well, I, you know, you don't send voice memos to like just anybody. No. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Not, not at all. Like it was a big deal. I think it was a big deal when we first started sharing voice memos. Yeah, kind of. It was like a lot of trust. I just remember being really nervous about it. Yeah, I remember like the first one I sent you, I think it was like, it wasn't even like a song or something. I was just like, here's just like me. I was like singing around the house or something and I just recorded it and here, <laughs> and I don't know why I chose to send you that one, but I guess I was like thinking about maybe writing something with it, but yeah, that was like, yeah, that was a moment for sure. So my memory is the first one you sent me is that really nice jazzy song with the chromatic yeah, yeah. 
bit yeah. of chromatic progression that you'd been like you'd been trying to finish for for, for like your whole life yes yeah yeah you remember that absolutely I, yeah mm-hmm. but yeah, the, I, no, I remember what you were talking about yeah. yeah and then you finished it yeah I okay listen I that song I just it's it blows my mind that it's now done it's not this thing that's hanging over me for my entire life anymore it's yeah. just done it's and done. I've just decided that it's done you know you can always change things but I've decided it's done you know it's <laughs> and done yeah, I, rem- I know it's done and I remember yeah that writing session that we had in the winter that was I think you kind of like came up with some like chords for the bridge or something and that that is what helped me finish it Right. Like after that, I think I might have like changed like one chord or something, but it was basically what you'd played, and I was like, okay, that's that works perfectly. Yeah. Done. We were just sitting at the piano. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, that's right. It's so funny you met, you bring that up because like this whole uh, this whole liner note that I'm working on right now is all about the piano. Right. And how like Amanda got me a piano, so I, that's how I started playing and. Yeah, I know. It's nice. That's so sweet. Yeah. That's an amazing gift. I know. That's what I. <laughs> that's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> well, I said. I said it's the best gift that anyone's ever given. I started making this album because we got a grant. But I was very unsure of whether or not I was going to be able to deliver the album in time. The The turnaround time for the project was really tight because the program was ending. And when we got the grant, I didn't have... I had one or two of the songs written. I didn't have any music. So I was worried for a long time until I wrote this song, Halcyon Dream, because, I don't know, it just reminded me that I can write songs. And it also gave the album context, and it gave the album a theme. This is an album about things ending, about the end of the world, how I felt like a part of my life was ending. In some ways, I, f- I felt like when, like my band, my musical life was ending as I was writing this album. I was dealing with a lot of climate dread, you know, and I'm, I'm approaching the age where I'm thinking a lot. I think every day I think about kids and what it means to bring a kid into the world. I was having apocalyptic feelings and the title strange calm kind of refers to that strange calm that you sometimes feel when there are terrible things unfolding around you the calm you feel when you're in the middle of an unfolding disaster and that's how I felt for a long time and it was at the forefront of my mind when I was writing this album 
I usually let the first songs on my album act as a kind of prologue for what's to follow and let them set up the ideas that I'm trying to establish. And this one starts like this. Where to begin? It's all starting to end. Our halcyon dream, like an old magazine you unfold to read about a place someone told you about once. Your last cigarette is still on your breath, and the last ten years still ring in your ears. But you don't know how to change your life, even though you keep trying and trying. I suppose you don't want to change at all, but I do. I often don't know where to start things, where to start big projects, how to start difficult conversations. I feel overwhelmed a lot, and I feel overwhelmed a lot right now as a human being. I've, I wrote the second stanza, the part about the cigarette and the ringing in your ears. Um, a little later, and on New Year's Day this year, I, I woke up with tinnitus. I think I've maybe always had it, or I've been—I mean, I haven't really been good to my ears, if I'm being honest with you. It's probably been getting worse for a long time, but I, I woke up on New Year's Day this year with just. This ringing in my ears, and it hasn't gone away. It's I'm 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 recording this in July, so it's been seven months of this ringing in my ears. It's not that bad most of the time, but it's really loud at night. Or whenever I'm in a quiet space, I just, it's really loud. And it made me really upset for a f- few weeks when it first arrived. Um, because I, well, for reasons that I'm sure everybody understands, but I've learned to live with it. It doesn't bother me anymore. And that's good. It's good to know that you can get used to things that are bad, <laughs> but that are out of your control. I suppose that's like a different kind of calm. Feeling calm despite yourself. Feeling calm when you would have been panicked, when a younger version of yourself would have been panicked or fearful and that's a good calm 